Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Canucks. On today's episode, another scoring outburst for the Vancouver Canucks as they are currently up 5-1 against the lowly, lowly Arizona Coyotes in the desert. The Canucks are about to secure back-to-back wins on a road trip. That is critical to their slim and dying playoff hopes, but they are still fighting. But first, I want to say thank you for making Locked on Canucks your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever, whenever you get your podcast. Guys, Canucks are up, as I just mentioned, 5-1 over the Arizona Coyotes. Goals from Alex Chieson times the, for all you people out there in French, that means two goals for Alex Chieson. He now has nine on the season. Bo Horvat, oh, captain, my captain. Two goals. He now has 30 goals. He is the first 30-goal scorer the Canucks have had since 2014-2015. When, ladies and gentlemen, trivia fans all across the world, Radam Verbata, number 17. They're not the real number 17. We all know Ryan Kessler is the real number 17 in Canucks history. Scored, reached a 30 globe plateau in 2014-2015. The one that I mentioned last year might have been the worst year in Canucks history because it gave them faint hope that they were a playoff team. And the man, the myth, the legend, walk with Elias. Elias Pettersson scored his 25th of the year, who now has six points in two games since general manager Patrick Alvin said the Canucks have no superstars. And I talked about it yesterday, and I'm going to piggyback off it because if you go on Canucks Twitter right now, which we all do, that's the talk. Superstars. And how it lit a fire under a guy like Bo Horvat's you-know-what. Elias Pettersson's you-know-what. We know JT Miller's been balling all season and just how critical it was. And that's what you want to see. Now, I talked about it. I think I talked about it the first episode, but um, remember what Mike Gillis said that kind of slandered the Sedins a little bit and didn't say they were top players in the NHL? And quite frankly, they weren't. And what proceeded to happen when Mike Gillis took over? Sorry, frontline players. Um, that was a comment. They weren't frontline players. It was, and the Sedins proceeded to go on a run that nobody in franchise history has ever gone on. Back-to-back scoring champions. We know the history, right? I like that. Patrick Alvin is taking a playbook out of Mike Gillis's playbook and pushing his best players to become better. And that is something that this team needs, right? So that is what this episode is going to be about. Superstars, contracts, what to look forward to. Because the Canucks won this game. This game is over. They're going to play San Jose on Saturday. Look, the playoff chase is still there. I don't really want to dive too deep into it because we all know the standings. We all know what's going on. We all know that the Canucks are currently, with this win tonight, will be, what, four points out with a game, uh, two games in hand, on or the same games as play as Vegas, right? Um, but there's still going to be, what, um, eight points? No, not eight points. Uh, yeah, eight, no, six points back of Dallas because Dallas lost today. Austin Matthews scored twice. Don't remind me. I live in Toronto and he listened to all these people bloviate about how great Austin Matthews is. So there's still hope. 
Like, it needed a lot of help, but there's still hope. And I don't really want to dive into you and all the, the mathematics and stuff like that. And we have to do that's fine. But what I want to talk about, right, this first part of the story, this show is superstars. And I talked about it yesterday. And it's very interesting to me how these guys reacted. Maybe it's everybody reacts, any human being, when they're pushed or when they're kind of, they feel attacked, they put up a defense mechanism and they try to prove to that person or that whatever force that they are not what they're being perceived to be. For example, people might say, I suck. Well, and I might be like, I don't suck. And I'm going to prove to you that I don't, I'm not bad at what I'm doing. Talking about the Canucks. I'm not bad at storytelling, right? I, by the way, I just dropped on, I totally got stuck on my train of thought that I forgot to say, please follow me on underscore process sports, like, and subscribe to this video and follow us at locked on Canucks on Twitter right there. I was talking about how people, when you get pushed, right? When you're at school, you know, sports, work, whatever. Somebody challenges you and your well-being, not your well-being, your skills, your talent, your ability to complete a certain task. You're going to want to prove them wrong. I don't know anybody out there that does not want to prove somebody that doubted them wrong. Whether that's, for example, today, I'm working out in the gym. Yes, I am trying to lose weight and get back into shape. And I pushed myself today because I felt that people would not believe that I could lift a certain amount of weight. And I proved myself that I could. And that to me was a great feeling. And it was a sense of validation. We all seek validation in life. I don't know. I don't care who you are. Anybody out there wants to feel validated, whether that's by a significant other, friends, peers, stuff like that. And that is what Elias Pettersson, Bo Horvat, to name, because Brock Best has been out with injury. Quinn Hughes has been out for the last little bit. But those two specifically have kind of proven that, hey, I'm a 30-goal scorer. Hey, I still am an elite, elite player in this game. That is something that makes you want to feel valid. That makes you feel validated. Hey, GM Patrick Alvin, you haven't been here for very long. Who do you think you are saying that we don't have any superstars? I'm Elias Pettersson. I am a superstar. I know I'm one of the, have been to be one of the best players in the league. Bo Horvath. I'm one of the, again, I'm a solid two-way center, an elite two-way center in this league, a top number two center in this league who just scored 30 goals. Now, it might also help that Brock Besser, sorry, not Brock, Bo Horvat, the captain, is in line to get a new contract in the offseason, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later on in the show. Him and JT Miller, Brock Besser, all the contract situations. And I'm going to kind of compare it to the NBA again, because I think the NBA is kind of an easy comparison. But coming back to this, validation is something, like I said, we all seek. We all seek validation. And that's what these Canucks players want to do when Patrick Alvin said that. And that they want to feel validated that, hey, we exactly are who we are built out to be. We are good players. We are have superstar potential. This team right here has talent around it. Yaroslav Halak, case in point, is actually playing pretty good. Now, the Coyotes are absolutely horrible. But with that being said, they still... You know, again, Yaro Halak, moving forward, it is a decent, decent performance from him. Now, quickly, before we talk about contracts, I kind of want to look at the Canucks' upcoming schedule. Look, game at home against San Jose. San Jose is currently 
what are they? They're 67 points, nine points behind the Canucks. They are done. The Canucks need to win that game. And then you have a matchup against Vegas, must win game. The Coyotes. So if the Canucks can, you know, go on a run here, then they play Dallas. So there's ways for them to, to make up points. Do I think they can make a push for the playoffs right now? No, but if we come back in a week's time and they've won, I don't know, their next five games, four, and got points in part of it, say if they won the next four to five, that would be, what, seven wins in their last eight? You're cutting things kind of close to, you know, potentially doing something here, which would be very important. Um, So, look, the Canucks are up 5-1. It's another step forward, but I'm not going to, they're still alive in the playoff chase, but I'm not going to say they're a playoff team yet. They're still kind of stuck in the middle. They're doing what the Canucks do best. They fall out of playoff position. That's dying on their playoff hopes are on dying fumes, and they start winning a bunch of games and they ruin their draft stock. But then they're closer to the playoffs to keep us all alive. But look, the Canucks, another impressive win against the Coyotes. It's not an impressive win in the game they should have won. They're up 5-1 with, what, eight minutes left, so game's over. Um, but coming up, I want to talk about contracts. Money, because money talks. Whatever anybody wants to say, money makes the world go round. As Wu-Tang once said, cash rules everything around me. So we're going to talk about Canucks and cash. But first, I want to talk to you guys about the deliciousness of Built Bar. Have you tried the Puffs? I have. They are absolutely amazing. They are one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. The Puffs are a fan favorite of mine with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie are also amazing flavors, but Puffs are my favorite because I'm a marshmallow lover. They're low calorie, high protein. Replace those candy bars I know you guys all eat. You guys all say, oh, I don't need candy, but in your pantry, in your in your secret compartment, you have chocolate bars in there. Ditch those. Get Bill Bars because, hey, they're also covered in 100% real chocolate. Go to BillBar.com. Scroll down to the macros chart, and you'll be blown away. Like I said, high protein, trying to get lifted up, jacked up for the summer, get that summer body. Low calories, high fiber. Most bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a 4 net carbs. But the most important thing, the 17 grams of protein. At Bill Bar, they're all about taste. They make it taste delicious first, which is so important. So important. And then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how they pull, they do it, but they pull it off every time. So I got an offer for all of you. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15. Tell them I sent you or just put the promo code in and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off built.com. Speaking of discounts, money off, percentage off, all of that fun stuff. This offseason is very big in Canucks. Not only, as I said before, Get the right organizational goal and structure to figure out what this team is going to go forward and do. But contract-wise, last summer was, again, a big one with Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes' deals. They took on a big deal with Oliver ekman Larson, But this summer is just as big because 
JT Miller is in line for a new deal. Bo Horvat's in line for a new deal. And the flow Brock Besser's up for a new deal. So reports all indicate that the Canucks are going to offer a six-year deal to Miller, about 8.125, million, kind of that Mika Zabinijad, Thomas Hurdle range. Now, that's what he's sorry. That's what he's seeking. If the Canucks offer that, we shall see. But I think they will. I think they've realized that JT Miller is kind of the most important piece, if not the second most important piece on this team. Top three, we'll say. I think he's probably behind Thatcher Demko, the most important piece on this team because he drives the bus. You need guys that drive the bus. You look at the NBA. You have a guy like Chris Paul, who is a bus driver. Wherever he goes, New Orleans, the Clippers, Houston, OKC, now the Suns. Everywhere they go, they win because he's the driver of the bus. He commands respect. He demands respect. And that's what JT Miller does. He is the straw that stirs this Canucks drink. He is the engine that makes this Canucks team go. We've seen that this year. He's proved himself to be an elite-level player. He should have been an all-star this year, but then again, the NHL all-star game is an absolute farce. It's just for kids, and it's a popularity contest. Don't give me, don't worry. In the offseason, I will be ranting about everything I dislike in the NHL that needs to change. The other thing is the marketing strategy of the NHL because, quite frankly, if I'm a kid, I'd rather go play a million other sports than hockey because it's cooler. But that's here or there besides the point. JT Miller has played so well this year, you have to give him a contract. Now, do you give him $10 million? No. $9 million? No. But if it's $8 million for six years, then, you know, eight years, $56 million, you can stomach that. I could stomach that. And then that allows you to get Bo Horvat done, which I would say probably seven by seven, seven by 49. He's proven that he's worth that, which then should leave cap space to sign Brock Besser on a short-term deal, probably around six million, maybe. He's qualifying off for 7.5, but I don't think he's going to get that because after this year, right? So I think they could sign Besser to a short-term deal or they just trade him. And hopefully not for Matt Dumba, that whole deal that people are always talking about. But um, I think they will sign these three players because of the optics. Because when push comes to shove, I know I talked about the other day, but if you've got to want to rip it down, you want to rip it down. But let's be realistic. Francesco Aquilini is not going to want to rip this thing down because he has lost money. And like I just said, money talks. Francesco Aquilini is a businessman, a very successful businessman. He does not want to have a rebuild where people will not come to watch games. They're not going to buy jerseys. They're not going to buy food. They're not going to spend 12 bucks on a grilled cheese sandwich. They're not going to spend $16 on a Crown and Coke at Rogers Arena. They're not going to spend $300 on jerseys. So Francesco Acolini is going to say to Patrick Alvin and Jim Rutherford, look, these three guys put asses in the seats. I want them back. And they will be back. I will bet my bottom dollar that JT Miller, Brock Besser, and Bo Horvath will all get new deals in some way, shape, or another. 
before the puck drop of next season because Francesco Aquilini wants asses in the seats because he's lost money the last two and a half years thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. So he's going to spend some money to make sure those asses are in the seats and the Canucks are somewhat competitive next year. And quite frankly, who knows what happens? Look, did I thought at the beginning of this year this team was a playoff team. I don't know. But look, other thing about contracts is this. The coach, Bruce Boudreaux, will either A, need a new deal, or they will have a new coach that they signed to a new deal. Now, the reports are coming out. It's Paul Maurice, ex-Carolina Hurricanes, Toronto Maple Leafs, Hartford Whalers, and most formerly known as the Winnipeg Jets coach. And Paul Maurice has been on the block for a while. He's a veteran coach. I like him as a coach. But I don't know if he's the right fit for the Vancouver Canucks as superstar Elias Pettersson. I'm doing a bit of play-by-play here too for all you guys that are listening right now. But Elias Pettersson just had a breakaway and did not score. But that is okay. As I mentioned, 5-1. The Canucks are up in Arizona. Back-to-back wins in Vegas and in Arizona. Where, boy, would I like to be in Arizona and Vegas right now. The hot sun. I talked about that yesterday too. Man, I really... So for those of you who don't know, I'm born and raised in Vancouver, Surrey, BC. I said that already, right? But if this is your first time listening, um, born and raised in Surrey, British Columbia. Vancouver is my home. Lived there for 25 years of my life. I'm in Toronto right now pursuing my goals and dreams of talking about sports for the rest of my life. Um, But the winter here sucks, man. It is absolutely horrible. The worst. The absolute worst. But, um, yeah. Anyway, besides from that, um, I think Paul Maurice would not be the right coach for the Canucks. I don't want to see Paul Maurice. If you're going to get rid of Bruce Brujo, bring in a young coach who's a player's guy that can relate to players but can also demand respect. I don't know who's I don't know who that is. I don't know where you're going to find him. Um, but you need a guy that can command respect from the locker room and demand these guys to get the best out of them. Because that's why... I, Coaching is more than just X's and O's. It's about motivating men. And I think once they tuned out Travis Green last year, the motivation was gone. And you wasn't able to motivate the dressing room anymore. His messages got stale. Bruce Brujo came in. His messages were fresh, new, and you saw them take off, right? And they kind of fell back to earth because of talent-wise. But, you know, they've played much better under Brujo. Um, so definitely, I would say... Um, Paul Maurice is not the option for the Vancouver Canucks. If you're going to go get a new coach, don't go from the recycled heat bin again. Paul Maurice is a great coach, great coach, but he hasn't won anything. If you're going to get a veteran coach, get a veteran coach who's won something. Or go for a young coach that can relate to players and knows how to motivate. The way I see it is this. You either go the analytical way, which I don't, th- I'm not, a, I'm respect analytics. I like analytics. They paint they're kind of like seasoning to this, to this, to the meal, or seasoning, or they add a bit to the story, but they're not the complete story. You just have to use your eye test. As a hockey guy, a sports guy, when I see things develop in the play, that means just as much to me than analytics. Analytics can help to determine whether a guy deserves a six-year contract or a seven-year contract by trends and you know that type of stuff. But you still need to use your eyes and your hockey mind to determine what talent is. So. 
the way I see it is if I'm the GM of a team, I want somebody that can motivate players to, you know, make sure my players understand that every game is important and they give it their all every game. So if I'm the Canucks, I try to find that. And I think they have that in Bruce Brugel, who is a motivator. He's X's and O's. He's an X's and O's aren't the he's not an X and O's guy. He's a motivator, a guy that's gonna push the right buttons to get his players to perform the best. And that's what I want to see out of play, out of sorry, out of my play, out of my coach. Right. So now I want to do something to be fun. We're kind of wind down this episode. I want to talk about a little bit of some fun because it's all about fun. Sports is supposed to be fun. But before we get to the fun, let's have some more fun and talk about betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds. Tiger Woods was whoo, one under today, 500 days after they had to rescue him from the jaws of life. I like his odds. I bet on him. Podcasts and reviews for all different leagues this season. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or on your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. So last night I did some Twitter thing, right through Twitter. Today I want to, you know, tell more stories. I'm a bit of a storyteller myself, you know. I'm going to give you a nice bedtime story. But before that, final in the desert. Canucks 5-1 winners. Now up to 78 points on the season. Back-to-back win San Jose on Saturday. But before we get to that, we're going to finish off on some fun stuff. Talk about the funniest moments, in my opinion, in Canucks history. Do you guys remember when Brent Sopel injured his back by picking up a cracker? <laughs> I was talking to... um. Some friends, big Blue Jays fans, as baseball season's opening up. And a Jays pitcher, I think, injured his back walking his dog or something like that. And it got me thinking, remember when Brent Sopel, iconic <laughs> iconic um, Canucks defenseman, Brent Sopel, hurt his back by picking up a cracker. A cracker. Now, on Twitter, I want you guys to let me know. Put in the inbox or hit me up on the DMs on Twitter. What is the most embarrassing injury that's ever occurred to you? I know for myself, uh, one time, me and my sister were having a food fight in the kitchen when we were younger. And um, that wasn't a smart idea, first of all. So my sister picks up a piece of chicken. I think it was a drumstick from KFC or a bone from it and hucked it at me. And me, being the smart guy I am, thought, oh, I'm standing by the fridge. Let me use that as a defense mechanism. We had a stainless steel fridge door. So that, that is heavy. I swing that thing open to block it from hitting me in the head because she's got a rifle on her, my sister. She, she's an athlete. She threw that thing pretty good. And I smacked my head with a steel stainless steel fridge door. And I was playing pretty, you know, I was playing pretty high-level hockey at that time. And I got a concussion from it. Now, concussions are no joke. You should have no, It's not a laughing matter, but... Looking back on it, I got a concussion because I tried to dodge a KFC drumstick bone from my sister. Another one was uh, I was walking home as a young adolescent. And of course, in Vancouver, it rains like no tomorrow. And we had to walk down, um, basically to walk to my house. We had to walk down, um, you know, 
a little bit of a hill. And when it rains, of course, it pours. And it was one of those days where it was pouring. And it was you're kind of hydroplaning as you're walking. And I slipped and I fell. And I just, I remember getting up and people laughing at me. These kids, I didn't know who these kids were. They saw me and they were laughing at me because I had mud all over my jeans from my foot all the way up my jeans, all the way up my jacket to my head. It was embarrassing. Another embarrassing moment was here in Toronto back a couple of years ago. I wasn't living here at the time. I was visiting um, and it was snowing. And of course, in Vancouver, we don't really have snow boots because it snows, what, three weeks out of the year. And I'm walking down downtown Toronto and it's in the middle of a snowstorm. And I'm wearing Nike running shoes. And I'm walking and it's a little bit icy and I slip. And I just went to the OVO store in downtown Toronto. And I'm carrying bags of OVO clothing. And I fall. And the OVO bags go whoop up in the air. And it's broad daylight. It's like a Saturday afternoon. And I slip on my ass and I fall. And I'm, my, my pants are wet. My OVO clothes are everywhere. I scramble to get everything. And some girl or some lady asked me, are you okay? And I put my tail between my legs, ran to a Starbucks bathroom and hid. So that's kind of just some embarrassing stories of me because if you can't make fun of yourself, you can't make fun of anybody else. So that's kind of some embarrassing stuff about me. But guys, like I said, 5-1 Canucks winners. This episode will be up on Friday morning, which means Saturday and Sunday I am off. I'm going to catch up on some much needed sleep. I will be back Monday morning with an episode to recap a Canucks San Jose win. Sorry, Canucks win against San Jose, hopefully. And maybe, maybe a little bit more luck in the playoff search and some more fun. Once again, please follow me on Process Sports underscore Process Sports. And also, also, Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Canucks. As I mentioned, Monday, we are back. Monday is April the... I don't even know what day it is. April something. But thank you for making... I'm not even going to try. Thanks for making Locked On Canucks your first listen every day. Like I said, Monday, I'm back. Recapping the Canucks versus Sharks. Potentially more playoff talks, more embarrassing stories of myself. But now I want you to make your second listen. Locked on fantasy hockey host Steel Rodine and Philip Livingstone help make you become a better expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Take care, everybody. Stay safe. Much love. 